Live, local, and talking about the teams that matter to you. This is Talkin' Sports with Jim Shovlin on ESPN Radio 1380 AM and 100.9 FM. Brought to you by Automotive Color and Supply. Good morning and welcome to Talkin' Sports presented by Automotive Color and Supply for a Saturday, June 13th, 2020. Along with the producer, co-host extraordinaire, Justin Kenny from OPS, I'm Jim Shovlin. Thanks so much for tuning in as we're talking local sports of all sorts until 10 o'clock. If you have a question, comment, rant, opinion, suggestion about local sports, hey, share it with us at the Automotive Color and Supply text line at 46862. That's 46862. And put TS in the front of your message so we know it's, well, for us and maybe not for one of the other shows down the hallway. Um, we're pretty good at, at fascia and soffit repair. Uh, lately, but um, we we try not to get too deep into that, you know, home improvements and things of that nature. So, uh, you know, we'll we'll stick to local sports. Right, that, that really would make our wives think I, we're much more capable than we actually are. True, I might step things. right into a yeah into a bee's nest there. Uh, <laughs> oh, you can do that. Oh, okay. Yeah, you've been faking it this whole time. Though. I I thought I could a couple weeks ago install a new dishwasher. And ended up without power in my kitchen and bathroom. So, so you bought my book on how to <laughs> how to screw up everything, and then end up having to call a contractor. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was bad. But now I'm in the we're in the middle of uh, redoing uh, Noah, our son's room. So in the middle of painting yesterday and today. So uh, <laughs> we have full gallons. You in trouble? Of, we, yeah, we have full <laughs> gallons of paint in our garage. That's where it belongs. Just sitting there, perfect, collecting dust, holding up, open a door. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you never know when you're going to need that because that, that ballast, that that weight. Yeah, it's a great doorstop. Yeah. So once again, four six eight six two, the automotive color and supply text line. Um, boy, dishwasher. So so uh, okay. How did you rectify this situation? Uh, Didn't have power. You couldn't see to do anything after dark or anything. Uh, yeah, we had to uh, to um, improvise for overnight. Um, had to run an extension cord to keep our uh, refrigerator on. Mm-hmm. Um, then had a buddy come over the next day and and properly installed the dishwasher and fixed the power. Yeah, as little as I know about mechanics, I used to be, I mean, back in the day, this was back when bell-bottoms were still cool. Uh, (laughs) I was a maintenance uh, personnel for an apartment complex in town, and the dishwashers used to goof up on, on a regular basis. And I actually went in there, was one part that was always, it was plastic and would always break and flood the kitchen. Gotcha. And so, you know, I got good at turning off the power, going and replacing that, and then it would leak a little less than what it was <laughs> when it was completely broken. Fixed. But yeah, yeah, I was, uh, I was the apartment painter. Yeah, that was fun. I enjoyed that job, but uh, that was uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so once again, uh, we as we said, four six eight six two, the automotive color and supply text line. Got a good show lined up for you today. We're going to be talking 
with University of St. Francis Athletic Director Mike McCaffrey. Uh, the NAIA came out last week uh, and said that there will be a fall season for NAIA athletics, although it's going to be a shortened season. All the way around in all the sports, uh, a reduced number of contests. So uh, we are going to talk to Mike about that, what that means to the schools that uh, that are participating and, and what that means as far as scheduling and, and what has to go and and uh, things of that nature, what the timeline is for fall sports now and uh, when they can get started. So we'll talk to Mike at length about that and um, maybe get a little bit of a fall preview uh, on things. And then we're going to be talking with Blake Sebring. Um, Chatted with Blake uh, last night, actually, and uh, so I didn't give him much time to prepare. But um, we, we were kind of wondering, you know, what what can we talk about? You know, and, and of course, Blake was the beat writer for the Fort Wayne Commons for the New Sentinel for just about three decades. And he had seen a lot of Comet hockey over the years in, in all different leagues from that perspective. But I asked him, I said, can you give me a list? Can you give me the all underrated team by position? Goaltender, a couple of defensemen, a left wing center, and a right winger in the time that you've covered the Fort Wayne Comets. So this should be very, very interesting to see who he comes up with as far as the most underrated Comets at each position. I'd love to hear who his goaltender is going to be. Because we've had some outstanding goaltenders come through Fort Wayne and uh, work between the pipes at the Coliseum and the Orange and Black. So, uh, especially during that time, and you know, I mean, from Dan Sancartier all, all the way on out, you know, it's just uh, it, it's going to be interesting talking to Blake about that. So, uh, and if you have any questions, if you have any uh, comments as well, once again, four six eight six two, the Automotive Color and Supply text line. Justin Kenny, Mister Justin Kenny, owned the field. OPS got the T-shirt on today, and OPS is open for business now exactly and we've talked briefly about this in in past weeks but briefly what does that mean and what are we doing going forward and how have things changed how are they the same i guess is my question to you sir well it's it's obviously a different world at this point so you know we're looking at just how to approach um be safe and, and proper protocol and, and doing everything we need to do to make sure we have a safe environment at, at ops for the, tr- for the training for the kids and the adults that come in. Um, basketball and football is going on right now, and, and football ha- has had a huge response because of the fact that kids can't be working out with their teams until mm-hmm. the 1st of July or the first week of July. And so they're try- we're, we're putting in together a conditioning program to kind of uh, round them into shape after you know months of not being able to do much of anything so uh, a lot of football training going on basketball training as well um we're keeping the classes relatively small but uh it's still you know 10 
10, 15 kids at a time that are in there, and uh, we're washing down everything after we use it. Um, you know, masks are, are encouraged but not required. But, uh, um, you know, basically just trying to um, make sure everybody is being safe and, and cognizant of everything that's going on. You know, we can take temperatures if we need to as well. So uh, for basketball, football training specifically, but we also have general sports training conditioning for all the kids that are looking to stay in shape, particularly as we get closer to the fall now that the IHSAA has laid out a plan to get back on when the kids can go mm-hmm. back and start training and all that stuff. So uh, check us out, OptimumPerformanceSports.com. Uh, check out our summer programming page. We'll give you all the information of all the uh, options we have going on right now. And uh, the kids that are uh, in the different uh, programs are getting 100% of the workout that they uh, would have gotten, uh, let's say, last year as well. So, yeah, I mean, no doubt. There's no difference whatsoever in no that. No difference. Same stuff. You get to work out with, with Matt Roth and Kevin Bloom and Ron Howard on the basketball side and uh, Chuck Dowdell, Kenny Mullen on the football side, uh, Wes Painter as well uh, for the lineman stuff. So, a, a lot of uh, great guys in there and, and gals too that are working with our general performance athletes. Like, uh, like Ellie does a great job. Uh, in connecting to those kids. So it's a busy time right now at Ops, but also cognizant of what's going on and, and being safe. And and a couple weeks back, you know, Dr. Ian Nelson and, and Dr. Russell out at our new uh, facility officially breaking ground on our uh, our new spot up there off, off DuPont. So we had a, a grand plan. We were going to have a, a huge groundbreaking and have the mayor down there and have a tent and have a hospitality and all that stuff. And, and the pandemic kind of put the kibosh on that. But uh, we've broken ground on our new uh, nearly 100,000 square foot facility that's going to be um, the, the the premier part the premier of its kind facility in Indiana period. It's not just going to be another Y. It's not going to be just another workout facility. It's going to be state of the art. Um, it's going to be amazing and we can't wait to get in there. So it's going to be sports performance, it's going to be uh, injury rehabilitation and things of that nature, so it's all encompassing into one, yeah. although you will still maintain... Yes. The, we'll still have uh, the our Ash facility. Center. Yep. Okay. So, you know, that that still is... I, I know with, uh, with some of the physical therapists, because with a little hip injury I sustained over the uh, winter months, uh, talked to uh, physical therapists over at OPS, and they were excited about the prospects. They said, you know, if, if and when this comes to fruition, you know, then instead of we'll be able to see and talk with sports performance and we'll be able to see and talk with other colleagues instead of uh, just basically through the uh, through the electronic media uh, emails text things like that he's yeah. we can actually be in the same building and they were excited about that aspect of it as well yeah it'll be a a one-stop shop so to speak for everything so Fort Wayne Orthopedics will have an an, uh, an office in there so mm. or uh, you know so we'll be in there and then you can see What's going on in terms of the rehab? There'll be, you know, big glass windows that, you know, you can do from rehab into regular training, regular workouts. We'll have private workout rooms, uh, public gyms. We'll have bas- four basketball courts, uh, a full length track. Um, a lot of inter, uh, we'll have a juice bar. We'll have a restaurant in there, a health, health food restaurant. Um, it's just going to be a, a all encompassing type of place that Dr. Russell just wants it to be a place where the entire family 
can go that mom goes and does one thing and dad goes to another and the kids are doing something else all at once and so that's what uh, we're really excited about and really pushing the envelope in terms of health and fitness options in Fort Wayne in terms of the latest approaches, the latest technology. Um, our equipment is going to be state of the art and how we approach everything from, um, you know, workouts to at home regimens and all that stuff. It's going to be all wrapped up in one. It's, it's the vision that Dr. Russell has had since he got this thing started and it's coming to fruition. Hopefully we'll be in there as soon as 2021. Uh, and it's amazing to me the innovation and uh, the different aspects of training and in sports performance over the years that have evolved where you have new technology, you have new equipment, you have new ways to train certain body parts, and, and it's, uh, it's ever-evolving. So this is this is going to be an exciting time for Northeast Indiana, for that matter, and, and uh, it sounds like you know across the Midwest too. So, yeah, we're uh, absolutely excited for that. Our, our other spot uh, will be that'll be our primary location. We'll still have our ops. It will be ops south then, uh, where we currently are. Our football uh, training will stay there. The majority of it will stay there. Uh, Mad Ants will still be there as well. We have our facility up in Warsaw, and um, hopefully continue to grow. Stay tuned. Awesome. Sounds great. Once again, 46862, the Automotive Color and Supply text line. Um, Blake Sebring's book, Fort Wayne Sports History, looked at that for June 13th and found out that on this date in 1961, Wildcat Baseball started in Fort Wayne, Indiana. So uh, just a scant, uh, what is that, uh, 59 years ago today. Wildcat Baseball uh, got its beginnings in Fort Wayne, and uh, it, it goes to this day. And, and uh, sadly, uh, unfortunately, the season was lost this year. But, uh, you know, I still proudly uh, am a former Ion and Neutron uh, from the Cat League uh, Wildcat League at Lakeside uh, Junior High at the time. And, of course, I was a Mustang and a Firebird and uh, I think a, maybe a T-Bird, too, over at St. Joe in the Tiger League. So. See, you had cool names. We talked about this before. We just had uh, Major League Baseball team names. Yeah, ours. but you know what? I'd have given an eye on to be a, a Cardinal Would or you have a Brewer yeah. or something. Yeah, because I, w- I would have told Aunt Edna, uh, I'm playing for the Cardinals, uh, Aunt Edna. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, and she goes, well, that's nice, son. And, uh, so, uh, you know, yeah, it would have been cool, but uh, huh? I'm, a, I'm a neutron. <laughs> so, uh, but it was still cool. Yeah, because I, I never got to be a Cincinnati Red or a Red. I was never the Reds. Now, see, in our senior league, we were, in 1992, we got it started, and we wore T-shirts and caps, but then we got uniforms the next year, and we actually got the the, the BP jerseys of the major league teams. We were we started out, we were the Marlins nice. for about four or five seasons. I mean, and this was the majestic stuff. Yeah. And, I mean, we looked like when we, you know, we had the major league licensed apparel, so... uh and it wasn't cheap, but it, it was it was cool because you got to you know. And I played for the Marlins, I played for the Cubs, the Braves, the A's, and now there you the go, last, the A's. Uh, oh, that must have been nice for you. Uh, but then, yeah, and then for the last eight seasons now, or eight starting tomorrow, uh, I've been with the Yankees. So um, after okay. my one year retirement, got lulled out of retirement, and here I am now, and I 
this is as far as I can raise my arms up. Right. Yeah, you said uh, earlier it's going to be a very interesting day for you tomorrow and your body. Oh, yeah. it sounds like Mr. Sebring's coming out, and, you know, to heckle. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he's going to come out, and he, he expects to see me uh, get some innings in. And I thought, well, innings on the bench, uh, you know, who knows, but uh, but there, I'm going to be, believe me, there's going to be a lot of blue emu <laughs> and a lot of ibuprofen uh, going to be consumed between now and the start. And Lord knows what's going to happen on Monday, if indeed I do get a little bit of... Uh, PT so should be a great day for baseball tomorrow though not too hot yeah like 70s yeah, tomorrow yeah uh, upper 60s low 70s so we're playing at one o'clock out at foster park so uh should be interesting uh, there you we'll go see. why not move it to parkview field unfortunately there's nothing much going on right now yeah we'd okay. love to but uh there's just yeah you know we're, we're not a we're not a high budget <laughs> right now so we're gonna go ahead and step out take a break when we come back we're going to be talking with Mr. Mike McCaffrey, Athletic Director at the University of St. Francis. We'll do that when we return. You're listening to Talking Sports, presented by Automotive Color and Supply on ESPN Radio 1380 AM 100.9 FM. If you looked at your auto or homeowner's insurance rate lately, think it's about time to get a competitive quote? Call the Wise Insurance Agency today at 260-747-5373. Located at 7410 Bluffton Road, Wise Insurance is a local company that's been in business for 25 years. Being an independent agent working with over 15 A-plus rated carriers allows Coach Ron Wise to assess your needs and determine the best option for you to give you maximum coverage with the most affordable premiums. The Wise Insurance Agency also offers motorcycle, RV, and watercraft insurance, as well as renter's insurance, flood, and umbrella policies. Multi-policy discounts are also available, and make sure to ask Ron about the good student discount up to 20%. Let Coach Wise show you the fundamentals of getting the right insurance. Don't put it off. Contact Coach Ron and the Wise Insurance Agency team today at 260-747-5373 or find them online at thewiseinsuranceagency.com. Build Dad's imagination with a gift from Lowe's this Father's Day. How about a backyard family grill-up? Fire it up and get grilling with a Char Griller Charcoal Grill. Perfect for families of all sizes, starting at just $99. Maybe a treehouse in the living room. Dads can do that. What about a smart home for a smart dad? The Ring Video Doorbell 3 is now only $169.99. Visit Lowe's in-store or online. Grill offer valid through 621. Ring offer valid 614 through 621 while supplies last. Ever wonder what a blizzard treat on the new DQ Summer Blizzard menu sounds like? New Oreo cheesecake is Dad's DIY slip and slide. <laughs> S'mores is a backyard campfire under the stars. And new frosted animal cookie is a family band jam. Sounds like summer to me. The new DQ Summer Blizzard menu with more new flavors than ever. DQ. Happy tastes good. Place your legal sports bets at BetRivers.com. Your new home for sports betting. Millions of betting options a year on the sports you love. We offer live in-game betting on major sporting events worldwide. Tons of bets available during games from money lines, prop bets, and many more. Use one of our 12 easy deposit methods to get in on the action. And when you win, we offer fast and reliable withdrawals. Sign up now and we'll match your first deposit up to $250. More bets, better odds, more action. Place your sports bets at BetRivers.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. 1-800-994-8448.
Welcome back to Talking Sports, presented by Automotive Color and Supply. Beautiful Saturday morning on tap. Along with producer uh, co-host Justin Kenny, I'm Jim Shovlin. Let's slow down a little bit, Jim, here. And take it easy. We got till 10 o'clock. There we go. Okay. Yes. Automotive Color and Supply text line 46862. 46862. Put TS in the front of your message. I'm just excited because it's been a while since we've talked to this chap on the Talking Sports phone line presented by Culligan of Vote Wayne. Give your people Culligan water because it is none other than University of St. Francis Athletic Director Mike McCaffrey. Good morning, amigo. How are you, sir? I'm doing great, Jimmy. How are you, my friend? I am wonderful this morning. Every every morning I wake up, it's a good morning. So uh, you know, agreed, I, no question. I figure I wake up and I figure, hey, I'm on life's roster one more day. Okay, so uh, it, and, and we're all on daily renewable contracts as it is. So you know, that's <laughs> the way I got to figure. <laughs> well, within the last week or so. We uh, we were told that the NAIA uh, said that they were going to go forward with the fall sports schedule in NAIA member schools. However, they were going to all be reduced just a little bit. So, I guess take us through that timeline and and uh, and, and how this came about and uh, and, and how they arrived at it the decision they did. Yeah, so I would say probably about, um, so, so throughout the summer, we've been told, you know, July 1st, we're going to hear what's going on and, and we can start to plan for the fall in that way. So we had been kind of hanging tight and planning scenarios and figuring out all the different options depending on when we we're going to be allowed to get back on campus, when we were going to start school and all those things. And so we've been planning for a thousand different scenarios and, and then the NAIA had a Council of Presidents meeting uh, a week and a half ago. Um, and the ADA Athletic Directors Association for the NAIA, uh, which I'm fortunate to be on, we got kind of a heads up that they were going to be having this meeting. So we sent out a quick survey to all the athletic directors and kind of asked, you know, hey, what's your position on reduction of games? What's your you know budget going to look like this year? Just so we could inform the council of presidents uh, before they made some decisions. So we did that. Uh, we gave them kind of our thoughts and in, in summary of what we were hoping for was don't go all the way to the extent of NCAA Division Two, which cut 33% of their sports across the board, fall, winter, spring. We didn't, we didn't want that. Um, one, our, our spring sports have, have taken enough of a hit this year. We felt that let's, let's let that one play out and see what next spring looks like. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we were glad that they, they didn't come back with the full reduction. They stayed in that 15 to 20% range. And we were kind of, you know, talking through, is this about COVID? Is this financial? Um, and I think what you're finding is a lot of, a lot of schools are, are preparing for dips in enrollment. Um, they're trying to save money on, on travel and different things like that. So as the Council of Presidents met, uh, they released their statement last Thursday, uh, around five o'clock uh, in the afternoon. And so the word got out, uh, pretty quick. Um, and we, we regrouped Friday as a, a conference in the Crossroads League once everything came out and started to see, okay, what do we do now? But basically they, Reduced our football maximums, or the fall sports maximums. So football went from you could play 11 games down to 9. Volleyball went from 28 match dates uh, down to 22. Uh, soccer from 18 to 14. Uh, cross country, 8 meets to 7 meets. So, you know, for me, uh, football, 
you can kind of you can live with nine games. Uh, we played nine games before anyway. Uh, soccer eighteen to fourteen kind of hurts a little bit, but you can you can make it work. I think volleyball took took a pretty pretty big shot for two reasons. One, you lose all those matches. That's that's a lot of matches to lose, and, and you think of student athlete experience. Mm-hmm. The other part is when you put a start date of August fifteenth, where no you can't have any practices before August fifteenth. We can't play any competitions before September 5th, September 12th for football, but September 5th for the other sports. So you kind of go three weeks out from August 15th to say that's what it takes to get ready for a season. Football has an additional week in there. So September 5th, we can start all sports besides football. September 12th, we can start football. So for volleyball, the tough part is we had all of our non-conference matches basically mid to late August and into the first weekend in September, and and we lost all of those. Uh, So right now, we're looking at a lot of conference-only schedules. Uh, soccer coaches came up with a 13-game conference schedule, one non-conference game. So we'll get our games in for soccer. Football, we basically wipe the two first two weeks of the season off the table. So we lose our home opener on September 5th. We were off on September 12th. So our first game now will be our home game on September 19th, uh, which is also homecoming. So, you know, we're adjusting. Uh, we're working as a conference to try to ensure we can keep games. So that's why we've added some conference games so that some of these other conferences around us are, are dropping games because they, they're in Michigan and their president may not want their team to travel to Indiana or you're in Ohio and you don't know if you'll be able to travel to Indiana or Illinois, which is pretty restricted still. You know, we've got a lot of games with Chicago land schools that we're not going to be able to play. So. We've had a lot of conversations this week and tried to adjust and get schedules set and kickoff time set. So we're, we're in an okay place. Um, I know why the NAI did what they did. I, I support the decision. Um, again, the start date thing kind of the August 15th start date is going to put us in our uncharted territories for this summer because mm-hmm. the advantage for the NAI is that we've been able to work with our kids all summer. And now we can't do that until August 15th. We can't instruct them. They can't have an actual practice until August 15th. So you'll see a lot of working out, a lot of running, a lot of band work, a lot of things outside in, uh, in group activities with distancing and those things. So uh, we're glad we know what we're dealing with. Now we can plan for it. Uh, so we're ready to move forward and get ready and have at least some, some kind of fall season unless life throws us another curveball. Well, and from an athletics director perspective, Mike, you know how difficult or, or how seamless was the uh, rescheduling, uh, having to lop off games at the at the front end of schedules, and then maybe try to uh, you know increase or, or, or add a game or two somewhere down the line. Uh, how tough is that uh, when you're working with other ads? Yeah, I mean, you know. Fortunately, we're not the only conference that's in this position. Mm. So I think the Wolverine Hoosier, which Indiana Tech is a member of, a lot of Michigan schools, I think they were making the decisions to play mostly conference games as well. And since that's who most of our non-conference games are against, we kind of saw the writing on the wall and said, we're going to lose these games anyway, so let's let's make a conference schedule to give our kids the best experience. You know, When we met with our coach, we've been meeting with all of our coaches' groups throughout the conference for the last two or three weeks. I've had 300 Zoom meetings with different people. And the main thing was, let's protect our games. Let's make sure that our kids can play this fall. And we didn't want to run into a situation where we had these games scheduled against schools from outside our conference, and we ended up losing them. So uh, we, we were prepared. You know, I, I commend our, 
our ADs across the Crossroads League, our coaches groups across the Crossroads League, uh, the MSFA football coaches have been doing great work. So we were prepared uh, for it. So I think all the time we spent thinking it would be July 1st when it happened on June 5th or whatever it was, we were we were pretty ready to go. So it's been, I would say, mostly seamless. Uh, but we're, we're working on kind of start times and things now for, for teams that don't want to spend the night. So we're going to adjust some of the things, a lot of, football day trips as opposed to staying in a hotel the night before. So those are all the little things we'll figure out now. We're talking this morning with Mike McCaffrey, athletic director at the University of St. Francis. I was going to say in our weekly Cougar chat, uh, but that, that's, that's <laughs> upcoming yet. This is kind of the, the summer Hopefully off Hopefully this fall we can get back to that yes, one. Yes, yes, indeed. But, you know, and you mentioned all the Zoom meetings uh, that, that you've taken part in this summer. Now, uh, you know, uh, kind of a, a two-part question. Uh, once we can, you know, get together and things of that nature. Do you see yourself using Zoom as much or or at all? Um, is this going to be coming uh, a wave of the future? Is is to use the Zoom meetings uh, more often than maybe traveling or, or getting together for meetings? And in the second part of the question, what's the craziest thing you've seen or heard on a Zoom? <laughs> well, so to answer the first part, um, so Zoom and then our university uses Microsoft Teams, so they're uh-huh. kind of the they're a similar product, but, right? Uh, but different different nuances. Zoom we use because we're engaging with people throughout the conference, so we've used both. But uh, to answer your question, yes, it'll be a part of what we do going forward. There's no question about it. I'm not going to put 15 coaches in a room to have a staff meeting right now um, when we can easily sit at our computers and accomplish the same thing. Um, there's, there's no need to do it. Uh, we're not going to have large group team meetings anymore. Certainly not this fall. Um, we will be using the, the, uh, mediums that the uh, electronic and virtual world has provided to us to, to keep our distance from each other, to stay productive and not put anybody in any danger. So yeah, I definitely see it being a part of what we do going forward. Um, regardless of the craziest thing I've seen, man, we haven't had anything crashed our meetings or anything like that. I haven't had any, any wild, wild stories. Uh, it's been pretty low key for me. I gotta be honest with you. The, you know, we've had some crazy conversations with some of my fellow ADs and, and some of our coaches groups, but, uh, no, it's been pretty tame for what we've been trying to do in there without us knowing about it. So unfortunately, I don't have any great Zoom stories for you. <laughs> I, I only have one really. And, and it was, uh, it was a Zoom that I was on with about 275 other reps and, uh, and we were all self-muted except for one person who unmuted and completely went off on the moderator, not realizing <laughs> that she had unmuted her microphone. And if I could have recorded that, I would have. But, oh, my goodness, it was uh, – uh, yeah, I mean, you, you sit there and, it, and it's – your face turns red just, just – you know, thinking, 
what have they done? But anyway, but yeah, Zoom is, as I see it, is the way of the future for meetings, uh, conferences, things of that nature. So uh, it's uh, it, it's here to stay, and I think we're all a little bit more educated, if nothing else, on uh, on the ways and means of Zoom and uh, and WebEx and things like that. And uh, I know with the Mad Ants, we're we're involved in Teams as well. So uh, that's that's uh, Microsoft Teams. It, it's a it's a great way to communicate. But well, Mike, well, even as you get into the other industry, you know, you know, my wife works for the Hyatt here in town, and you know, they're not expecting business to pick up for two or three years because oh, now yeah. people don't have to travel to have all these meetings. So, I think it's it's certainly changed the way business is going to operate going forward. Oh, no doubt about it. Yeah. Now let let's talk about your individual fall sports and uh, in their preparation because if memory serves me correct, basically the fall season was looking to be outstanding for each and every team that was going to be competing and, and will be competing for the University of St. Francis this fall. Now, let's see, with golf, and Corey Potts uh, runs both the men's and women's golf team, the women play in the fall, men in the spring. Is that correct? Well, we play seasons in both the fall and the spring. Okay. And both, both championships are in the spring, but we do have a fall <clears throat> season where we'll go out and play four or five tournaments. Okay, okay, but the, but knowing you know, and I know that the the fortunes were were looking splendid for the Cougar golf team, both the men's yeah. and women's, and um, and once again, yeah, Corey Potts, a former player uh, there anyway, uh, taking the helm and, and doing a great job, and uh, and you know, really excited about the fact that you can get people out on the course now golf and i don't know if you touched on that or not but how many what are their matches for this coming uh, fall season yeah Just so because it's technically a spring sport for the naia they yeah. weren't affected okay. um because their championship is played in the spring there was no reduction of anything for golf for the fall now we as an institution we may you know say hey you're not going to travel to this tournament down in tennessee or something or, or things along those lines if we're looking financially or just not traveling as much but the nai did not touch golf because it's a spring sport so that's mm-hmm. that's the unfortunate part for this past spring is we had the number 10 women's golf team in the country who never got a chance to go you know compete for a title mm-hmm. um, and, and they're going to be hungry and they're going to be itching to get back at it uh, and and they will get another year if they want it obviously but most of our senior golfers have decided to graduate. Uh, we've got one that decided to take that year and, and come back, Danica Swaggerty. So she's going to come back, but all our other seniors did graduate. Uh, so we'll be we'll re- rebuilding a little bit, but we're we're loaded on the women's side. And uh, Taylor Norman, one of our coming back sophomores, uh, just won her flight down at the Indiana uh, Women's PGA uh, down in near Indianapolis. So she's having a good summer. Uh, the good thing about golf is they've been able to stay pretty much in tune with their game if they wanted to uh the one sport that you can probably get out and still practice these days with distancing and all the other requirements so yeah golf we're we're excited for for this coming year and hopefully they get a shot and of course kevin donnelly's uh football cougars uh as you said will basically just miss one home game um but but in a a revenue producing sport uh, how how devastating is that to lose one game? And it's obviously... Uh, Yeah, I wouldn't call it devastating. What I would say is, you know, there's so many many scenarios this fall that, you know, I don't even know if we're going to be able to charge people to come to the game, you know, because I don't know who we're going to be able to let into the stadium. If we're only letting parents and families 
and a limited number of you know general admission uh some of our donors and boosters i just don't know how much room we're going to have left to just i mean we're not going to have four thousand people in the stadium there's no way mm-hmm. it can't happen so we've already adjusted to look at okay we're probably going to lose some, some ticket revenue losing one home game does does hurt you uh, a little bit but not i mean it's not going to we, we've saved a whole bunch of money too because we can't report until august 15th so we're going to come in two weeks prior to that well, I just we just saved probably twenty thousand dollars in meals that you would have had to provide for these students by bringing them in early. So it's balancing itself out from a revenue standpoint with the later start date uh, as opposed to losing a home game. We're probably almost with those two decisions better off uh, than we were if things had played out normally. Well, that sounds yeah that. Uh... And, you know, looking at it from that scenario, then, uh, yeah, things are, uh, things are equal out. But, but there are some schools that, uh, that are going to be, uh, looking at it quite a bit of, uh, uh, financial hardship. Though, I, well, of course, there were some schools that were, uh, basically, uh, undergoing financial hardship prior to this and, and looking to cut some programs and things like that already. And, uh, I wonder what this is going to do to, uh, maybe, in, you know, just, uh, kind of, uh, uh, quicken their decisions. Yeah. I mean, from what we've seen, fortunately, our enrollment looks good for the fall. Um, retention has been good. I think kids are, are itching to get back to campus after being online this past spring. Um, our incoming class looks good. We haven't had a lot of, you know, kids at the end that come get to the end of the road and say, hey, you know, my, because of the financial situation, I can't afford it anymore. My mom or dad lost their jobs. Uh, we were expecting a lot of that just coming out of the, the pandemic. Uh, but we haven't seen a lot of it. We've seen one case here or there. But our enrollment looks good, so that's kind of what we base all of our decisions off of financially. Um, and unless something falls off the cliff here, I think we're in we're in good shape. Obviously, we've done some things at St. Francis in the last year to to cut some costs already, kind of ahead of all of this. Uh, so maybe we were, you know, for lack of better words, fortunate that we made some of those decisions before they had to be made for us. Uh, so we're we're in a pretty good spot, and 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 I like where we're at, and we're going to play as many games as we can. Uh, we're we've haven't been told we can't travel yet, so we're going to play a couple road games, and we've got one overnight trip for football. The rest will be day trips. Uh, but it's uh, it's definitely uncharted territory. We're just working with our friends at Parkview now to try to set up what the season's going to look like, all the precautions we need to take, um, and get our, our athletes safely through the fall if we can. Well, Mike, thank you so much for uh jumping on with us this morning and uh in, in shedding some light on that fall season and uh in, in what it what it's going to look like and in, in kind of painting the picture for the fans uh so that they can uh understand a little bit better that yes uh there there is some light at the end of the tunnel so uh there there will be some sports taking place and i think as we go forward and uh and hopefully you know flattening the curve if you will uh we'll be able to get out and uh, get back to what was some kind of normalcy in the past no i agree and i would say to everybody who wants to be attending sporting events uh, the best thing we can do is just i mean wear a mask do what you got to do um let's let's not get complacent let's not relax uh talking to, to some doctors yesterday you know and i read some stuff online it, the, the masks seem like the the main preventative thing so as much as you distance everything else I'm just encouraging people, if you want to get sports back, if you want to get back to watching these things, um, let's be responsible between now and then, and, and hopefully we can see everybody at Darcy Stadium this fall. That's right, and wash those hands, that's for sure. Well, Mike, yes, thank sir. you so much, and uh, we'll see you soon.
Thanks, Jim. I appreciate the time, as always. All right. That was Mike McCaffrey, Athletic Director at the University of St. Francis, and our uh, weekly Cougar Chat. This is uh, is kind of a summer uh, chat, if you will. And uh, so, shed some light. So there will be football. There will be uh, fall sports at the University of St. Francis, as well as the other NEIA institutions, the Indiana Tech Warriors as well. So, uh, you know, that's good news. But... Uh, you know, there again, they have uh, they have some restrictions placed upon them. So, um, but uh, I'll take uh, the restrictions that they've done, and uh, looks like they're uh, they're still trying to move forward with caution. So, I'm okay with that. We're going to go ahead, step out, take a timeout. But before we do, I want to tell you about our friends at Culligan of Fort Wayne. Have you had your water tested? I, I keep I, I I know I ask you every week, but until everybody does, have you had your water tested? 15 to 20 minutes, believe me, it's it's no big deal. Schedule it when you're available. They'll come out. They'll test your water, four or five quick tests, maybe 15, 20 minutes. They'll give you the results right away, right there. You'll have your numbers. You'll find out if you have good water, if you have pristine water, or if your water needs some help, if, uh, if it could be of a health concern or if it could be a concern to your indoor plumbing or indoor uh, waterborne appliances, your water heater, your washing machine, your dishwasher, you know, Bad water can hurt and shorten the lives significantly of those appliances. Don't be like Justin Kenny and have to replace your dishwasher sooner than what you would anticipate. Call Culligan today, 484-8668. That's 484-8668. Give Culligan a call and schedule your water test today. Culligan of Fort Wayne, give your people Culligan water. We'll be right back. OPS, Optimum Performance Sports, is the new standard in sports medicine and sports performance. Unfortunately, injuries are just a part of the game and can happen to anyone. The professionals at OPS work together to get you back in action and performing at your very best. From certified athletic trainers to fellowship-trained sports medicine physicians, physical therapists, and sports performance coaches, your athlete will receive the same continuum of care as the professionals do. Wanting to take your game to the next level? OPS offers performance classes six days a week at the newly renovated Ash Center. OPS athletes can experience real measurable results in speed, strength, and agility without increasing their risk of injury. The certified trainers at OPS use scientific methods to help you get the most out of your body. Mention this ad and you will receive one free month of training. Visit OptimumPerformanceSports.com to learn more and to start your free month today. The Sports Rush with Brett Rump. Former Northrop Bruin, Purdue Boilermaker, and NBA player Walter Jordan. No question about it. We need to have a conversation, but we also need to confront our friends when they make stupid statements, when they make racist statements. Get out of our comfort zone, and we need to listen, but we also need to speak up and not allow that and protect and create the environment that you want to live in. And you want your children, more importantly, and their children and their children to live in. Every weekday at 4, only on ESPN Radio 1380 and 100. Now you can purchase your ED medications locally for less money. The Medicine Chest Pharmacy on East State in Fort Wayne has been Fort Wayne's local trusted specialty pharmacy for over 40 years. And now when you transfer your prescriptions for sildenafil or tadalafil, that's generic for Viagra and Cialis, the Medicine Chest has them available at a fraction of the cost. Easy pickup or discreet delivery available. Transfer your prescription online and refill with their mobile app. Go to MedChestRx.com now for ED medications locally for less money from the Medicine Chest Pharmacy on East State in Fort Wayne.
If your loved one has stopped seeing friends because hearing loss prevents the use of the telephone, please help them by visiting RelayIndiana.com. RelayIndiana.com provides captioned telephones that allow the hard of hearing to have phone conversations through voice recognition technology. The other person's words appear on an easy-to-read screen. Help your loved one stay in touch with their family and friends by getting them the CapTel Caption Telephone from Relay Indiana. Learn more at RelayIndiana.com. Welcome back to Talking Sports, presented by Automotive Color and Supply. Saturday, June 13th, 2020. You know, next week, next Sunday is Father's Day. And if you want to get a gift for, for Dad that he'll love... Well, we're going to talk to our next guest about some ideas he might have for the perfect gift for Dad. And it it has to do with Amazon. Anyway, um, let's bring our guest on right now because on the Talking Sports phone line presented by Culligan of Fort Wayne, give your people Culligan water, is Blake Sebring, noted author, sports writer, local sports historian, and he should be on the line right now. Let's see if he is. Blake, are you there? Yeah, I'm, I'm here. I'm here. Um, I don't know how to live up to all that, but I'm here. <laughs> so if if you had to give advice to someone who's shopping for Father's Day, and, and for that guy locally that has virtually everything, what would you suggest? I'd give him memories. How's that? Ooh. Um, how do you do that, though, Blake? And I thank Blake? you every week for... for Mentioning Fort Wayne sports history, that that's really a blessing. Thank you. It's the only book um, I've ever read. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so many lines. I'm just going to sit here and be nice. Um, I mean, you know, if the, you know, I mean, it's got uh, every era. It'll be some stuff that they didn't know um, that will surprise them. Um, you know, and then there's there's all the comets books. That are um, that are out there. If they were, you know, any kind of a fan of comets, there's all kinds of stuff out there for them too. And if they're not a sports fan, there's why are you listening to this show? <laughs> hey, hey, but there's hey, also hey, stuff hey. for them too. Yeah, yes, indeed. Yeah, so uh, take a look and, and see. Uh, my gosh, uh, well, tales of the comets. You know, they're live from you know radio rinkside. The Bob Chase story, all, all those other ones too. That, uh, that okay, I've read those as well. But uh, as Fort Wayne sports history. But uh, yeah, I, I love to chronicle just the different dates and different days and what's happening and, and things of that nature. Even February 29th, which happened to, to fall on a Saturday this year, so we got uh, we got to uh, talk about what happened on February 29th uh, in Fort Wayne sports history. But I gave you a little bit of an assignment, and I did it with a whole lot of preparation um, last night. <laughs> To to come up with it, an all underrated Comet team from the time that you covered the Comets for the New Sentinel, and which, which encompasses uh, right around thirty years. But I wanted to, by position the all underrated team, and I'll uh, in in radio vernacular and Blake, I'll hang up and listen. Okay, well, here's what I did. Um, 
Because I covered, you got to break it into eras. Because there were two, essentially two eras that I covered the team. There was AAA and there was AA. Mm-hmm. And even, you know, though the records are all put together as one, there are two distinct levels of play there. Okay. And the AAA was uh, up until 1999, and after that was the AA. Um, and I, I, so I split these into two. So here's what I got for you. Um, I actually came up with two defensemen, um, and we'll start with the AAA. Uh, Kerry Lusick was the best defensive defenseman to possibly ever play for the Comets. If you were facing a two-on-one or a three-on-one and you had one guy back, he was the guy you wanted back. With those gunboat feet of his, he blocked so many passes, so many shots, and it wasn't just because he got in the way. It's because he knew where to be, and he knew how to break up the play. I mean, there were so many times where the goalie never even had to face the shot because he got in the middle of it. He, and, I was going to say, he played angles, and it was almost like geometry. Yeah, it losing. was amazing. And he was like the slowest skater on the team, but he was so dang smart that he it didn't matter. I mean, he was so good at... You know, using his whole body to get in the way. I mean, and, he, and it didn't look pretty at all. Uh, but there was a method to it. I mean, mm-hmm. he was just so blasted good at it that he made it look easy, even though it wasn't. Um, his partner, I gave him a partner, would be Danny Lambert, five foot seven, maybe, and that was his biggest uh, disadvantage. But my gosh, that guy could play, and he could he could do anything out there. Um, he was better on the offensive end than he was the defensive end because he knew he had Carey out there covering his backside. Mm. And he was also one of the funniest guys ever to play for the Comets. There was one time this huge brawl, and he's skating around the outside. He goes, you know, there, be careful. I could get involved, and this would be all over, and it would be done in a heartbeat, and none of you'd be standing. You know, I mean, stuff like that. They would just crack everybody up because he was five foot seven or five foot eight. You know, yeah. um, and he was just hilarious. Uh, the center I have as um, Lee Davidson, who for years was known as the the center on the hustle and bustle line with Ian Boyce and Peter Hankinson, mm-hmm. but but. Lee, whenever he got, whenever it was necessary, would move up to the first line to fill in. And he would fit right in there and then produce the numbers, too. But he was a great defensive center, and that's why he played on the third line. Um, the left wing I have as Ian Boyce, because Ian could do whatever you asked of him. He could play defense. He could move up if he needed to offensively. He could fight. He didn't do it often, but he's one of those guys that always stood up for his teammates and he always did whatever was asked of him by the coach. Um, the right wing is a bit of a surprise, probably, because he did make it to the NHL. But I was always shocked he didn't stick because I thought he was one of the most talented players ever to play for the Comets. And he never really stuck. And that was Andre Bashkarov, who played with uh, the, the, the midline mm-hmm. with Shafranov and Butsayev. But he had the wheels, he had the size. He just never stuck at the higher level. He always got called up for a game or two at a time, and that was it. And he never really got much of a chance in those in those opportunities because it was always midseason. Um, he never made a team out of camp. <clears throat> and but I mean, there's a guy who might be one of the most talented comets ever. Um, 
And the goalie I have as Bruce Racine, who we had for, for two years. And it was for his ability, but it was also for his leadership. I had never seen a goalie before who was a team leader. He could have worn a C as a captain, except he was a goalie. Because he had that much influence in the locker room and on the team. And 99% of the time it was positive. But whenever they needed their butts kicked, he would do it. I mean, he was an all-around person. He wasn't just the guy behind the mask at all. So that's the AAA era. Any thoughts on those? No, I, Davidson, Lambert, uh, Racine. I mean, these these are names that are recognizable to to the the you know the Comet fan. But yeah, but these aren't it, perfect. These aren't the guys that you would uh, you would commit to memory, you know, over the years and, and things like that. But yeah, when you sit back and think about what they did on the ice, was incredible. Yeah. Yeah, that's, and, I, uh, and I include Lusick because he's in the Hall of Fame, but he's, I think he should have his number retired. I really do. Mm-hmm. So, go ahead, Justin. Hey, I don't have anything. Oh, I thought you were going to say something. No. <laughs> I'm just listening. It's taken okay. back here in some of these okay. names. Double A era then. And this is from 1999 on. And um, some of these will surprise you probably. Okay. Um, I have... Curido, Matthew Curido at center. Because, again, he could do it all. He could play defense. He could play offense. He could play, you know, either wing if you needed him. Um, and, and boy, he was great in playoff games. I mean, he always stood up in playoff games. I think he had, like, I don't know, six game-winning goals in his two years in the playoffs. You know, I mean, that's just incredible. Um, here's a guy who maybe you wouldn't consider – but I have PC Druid on here, okay? Because PC was never the star of his team. The one year he was the star, he got hurt in the playoffs, and 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 he had ninety nine points, and he couldn't get to a hundred, which would have been the first time since Colin Chin in ninety three. But PC was never the star of his team. It was always Chalker. It was always, you know, uh, Bobby Stewart, or it was you know somebody else. Yeah, I'm trying to remember who all uh, he played with. Yeah. Oh, I know. Um, But PC was money. I mean, you could write him down. He was going to be like your third or fourth leading scorer, maybe your second leading scorer. And he was going to be consistent, and he was going to produce offensively no matter what. Mm -hmm. You know, And, and, and in a way, and I don't mean this to be derogatory in any way, but PC was always the guy in the locker room everybody picked on, too. Oh, really? And... Yeah, he was, he was, in that way, he was their comic relief in a way. And you need somebody like that, too. And he always handled it with grace. And he always handled it. He would give and take, you know. I mean, he would give it back to him and stuff. But, I mean, PC fit in on the team in a very underrated way. And I always respected that. And he wasn't afraid to say something if it needed said. He never really had to that much because Chalker was there, you know. Right. But he always backed up Chalker. You know, I mean, I just I just always respected him that way. Well, what I and remember. And all the little things he did. What I remember most about PC was the fact that when he had the puck in the offensive zone, he would look to pass before he would look to shoot. And he was yeah. always looking I mean, to see if there was somebody guy. more open than him. Yeah, yeah. 
um, and he could skate. You know, I mean, he, he had the tools, and he had the great mind that way, too, to set up the offensive stuff. And he could play the point on the power play, you know, that kind of thing. Most Here's here's possibly my most underrated player of the double-A era, David Huckalow. I mean, I just, I liked watching him play. I always liked the intangibles, the guys who play defense that are forwards, the guys who will block shots, the guys who will uh, get on and take on the other team's best player. And there was nobody better at that than him. And he could play any forward position. And and I just remember some of the epic battles he had with people, uh, especially during the playoffs when he can concentrate on one guy and you did and that guy would be that guy would disappear. After two games he'd be so sick of Buckalo <laughs> slashing him, hacking him, uh, kneeing him, whatever, talking, you know. You just they'd lose it. And they'd try to fight him and stuff. And he's like, okay, we'll go off for five. I mean, you know, we'll take it. You know, you got yeah. their best player off the ice for five or whatever. I just respected the heck out of the way he could play that role. And he could also score, you know. Uh, he wasn't a great scorer, but he was very opportunistic. He was always around the net punching in rebounds. He was always there where, oh, crap, that's the one guy we left uncovered. Well, he, was, he was a great and back checker. And I just checker. respected the heck out of him. Yeah. Yeah, I can remember his back-checking skills. And, of course, you know, you talked about his defensive prowess anyway. So, David Huckalo. Yep. I got two defensemen. I got Troy Newmeyer, who played for a long time and played a lot of minutes, a lot of games, uh, a lot of big games. And he's a lot like Lusick in that way. Um, You know, he was the great defensive guy. And um, the other one for me who's underrated is Kevin Hansen because Kevin was not a tough guy, but he could, he was tough. You know, I mean, he wasn't a fighter. He wasn't an enforcer. He wasn't any of that, but if a team needed it, he could do it a little bit. You know, if a team needed something that wasn't there, he could step up and do it. You know, great leader like that. Uh, very lead by example guy, and that's part of the reason he gets overlooked a lot. Um, just a tremendous person. Um, I just, I just always felt he was underrated. Now, the most maybe next to Huckalo, and this is going to sound crazy, but people don't understand how good Kevin St. Pierre really was. It's amazing the Comets didn't win a cup with him in goal. Of the top six, five or six uh, all-time seasons for a goaltender, he's got like four of them. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was just amazing. And they never won a cup with him. It just never worked for whatever reasons. I mean, he led him back from down 3-1 against Rockford, which was amazing considering Rockford was their arch rival um, at the time and what that meant. I mean, he won the game seven in overtime. Um, there were times where he he could carry a team for like a three-week period. I mean, in a time, in an era when that doesn't happen anymore, and it didn't happen then except he could do it all by himself almost, it seemed. And I always was amazed that Kevin never stuck at a higher level. Um, he was big back when it was before there were really the plethora of big goalies that we right. have now. Yeah, yeah, the Ken um, Dryden uh, six four. Yeah, yeah. Back then, he, he that was rare, you yeah. know. 
Um, I remember, and that was specifically one of the reasons why the Comets brought him in. They just they could see that that was going to be the era coming up, and then he was like the guy that they went after for that. You know, and didn't St. Pierre he was a great locker room guy, um, a great guy off the ice too. Um, I don't know. I just have a ton of respect for all of these guys, and uh, and Frenchie is really exemplifies that. And didn't St. Pierre lose a finger in a bailing accident or something like that right before he came to camp? I believe it was a woodworking accident. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah, he he lost part or all of a finger. uh, um, Was it on his glove hand? Uh, Yes, yes. Okay, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so great names, Blake. Uh, Very good job. I'm giving you an A-plus for for doing that on short notice. Uh, We do appreciate that. And uh, How about next week we talk about who should be the next number to retire? Okay, yeah, that sounds good to me. And I know, uh, what number was Lucic? He was 12, wasn't he? He was 12, which was the same as Leaf and Primo. And I think that's part of the... The hesitation to retire him mm-hmm. because Primo's already up there. Right. Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.